Cree, everyone. Welcome to Jaffa Takes, the podcast where we rewatch Stargate, and then we we come back after like a few weeks where we couldn't record to an to a bottle episode where uh, <laughs> they're all on one set and uh, almost nothing happens. But like, there's four of us, so <laughs> we're gonna talk about it. Much much like uh, an SG team, there's four of us today to talk about Message in a Bottle, uh, the appropriately named episode uh, that's in the like in the first. What episode seven of season two, uh, breaking up the the nice arc episodes. Well, we had one, and then we're gonna have a couple more after. But there's just this one in the middle of it that doesn't that isn't important, doesn't count for anything, and is kind of meaningless. But uh, we'll we're gonna cover it and have some fun with it. So today with me we have on the podcast Zach. One day I'll cover a good episode of this <laughs> television show on I'm, I'm so on here. By, by law of averages, as the show improves as it goes on, the, the odds that you'll show up for a better one will just increase, uh, a, uh, but it is not this day. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy you're here, too. Uh, we have Kavika. Hey, long time. Uh, yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> and we have Jimmy Dean. Uh, hello. Uh, I will take the opposing position and say I enjoyed this episode. I'm happy that Star... Uh, SG One is firmly in low low rent Stargate or uh, Star Trek territory uh-huh. now. Uh, yes, yeah, this is uh, this episode this- felt like it cost eight dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, they, it's they, wild. They, they put some glow in the dark paint yep. on everything. They got their like house uh, cadre of like side characters that show up like f- like there, there's the one new character that is introduced and is going to be kind of recurring in this episode but besides that it's like main cast plus Fraser plus Siler pretty much all that's it yeah I <laughs> think the main prop in this is worse than most Power Ranger pop props like <laughs> it's, yeah yes it looks when, like when, trash we'll when, talk when, about when, it yeah, when the spears are out of it and you see it, like it looks like it's just hot glued to the thing. It's it, yeah, it, it sucks. Um, we, we speaking of Power Rangers, we open on the moon. Uh, not quite. It's it's uh, a moon like planet where it's like just a matte painting with uh, some like a really wide shot of four people in astronaut suits uh, walking on the surface of it, and it just like kind of zooms out a bit, and we see there's this temple on it. I don't think we even see where the Stargate is on this shot, but it's presumably somewhere uh, in the distance. Uh, basically, yeah, this is a, a dead planet. Like for for one time, they go to a planet where there's no oxygen, there's no life apparently. No apparent life, it, but we'll see what, how that goes. It, you feel uh, like this would be ninety five percent of where they land up. Well, I guess not because the Stargate I mean, wouldn't be yeah, on a dead planet. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, because so- someone plays the Stargates on planets, so you would assume they would be only on worthwhile planets. Yeah, and that's I, fair. I don't even- 
like I, I presume what happened here is they sent them out through and they went like, oh, the readings say this is like there's no oxygen or atmosphere here. But we can see in the distance there's like a kind of structure. So presumably there was some people there and like Daniel like tugged on Hammond's uh, shirt sleeve and said, please, can we go? Please, I want to check out this temple thing, please. <laughs> and they went, okay, let me call NASA and get some four fucking spacesuits over here to Colorado. And like, then, like, we can... I feel like <laughs> they couldn't have given them, like, some electric four-wheelers or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, because it, it seems like a long walk to to, to go there from the, it, the Stargate. There, NASA was like, you can borrow some suits, but you cannot have any rovers. And also, <laughs> you better not put big fucking goofy SGC patches on these goddamn... <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, what? You're breaking off. I can't hear you. Because <laughs> they have these big, goofy SGC patches on the spacesuits to, you know, represent any aliens they might meet on this dead moon. Um, you, know, you know, I think that, I think actually that means that those are not suits from NASA. They had those yep. in, in preparation. Custom, yeah, I mean, it would make sense if you're like a secret agency that sends people to space that you would have spacesuits somewhere, like on standby in a closet uh, in the armory somewhere to, to whip out when you need it, them. Um, it's just funny because they have, they like, I mean, I haven't looked at what an actual spacesuit looks like side by mm-hmm. side, but they do look, it's not. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not like they're super stylized and like a different no. color or anything. No, they, they basically they, look like NASA spacesuits, except yeah, they, yeah. The, yeah. These aren't sci-fi spacesuits. These are present-day spacesuits. Right. Even they where these, yeah. They, they even have these little caps on under the helmets to hold their hair, like, just like the real astronauts do. This is uh, a, a realistic scientific TV show that is deals with real concepts, like. You know, finding the morph ball from Metroid in a temple on the moon, which is what they do. Um, because it's, yeah, they, they entered this temple and the only thing that is there is this ball on a pedestal that is not being held by a bird statue, unfortunately. But, um. <laughs> No chosen. Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently this thing is emitting radiation because, like, uh, Carter has a little, I guess, uh, EKG reader thing, uh, it's a, radiation. It's, it's an oscilloscope. Uh, yeah, the telescope. There you go. I don't know what Dude. the wand is doing, but yeah, <laughs> she's got she's got a she's got a uh, uh, not a Klein. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm blanking on the brand. Uh, but yeah, I, it's a it's an elect it's an electronics device. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I also I just realized that my subtitles weren't on for this scene, which made it hard to tell exactly what they're saying. Uh, turn it on now. Okay. So yeah, she's detecting EM uh, emissions, not not uh, radiation, which is you know reassuring that they didn't just go, hey, there's a radioactive thing. Let, let's take it back to Earth. Uh, it's just electronic, I guess. Um, they go, hey, we found we we found a ball that has electricity in it. Isn't that special? Uh, uh, they say, like, yeah, this thing is, like, tens of thousands of years old and whatever. It predates human civilization. Uh, they look at it a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, and they say, like, yeah, it's 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 emitting electricity, and it's it's keeping itself at 33 degrees Fahrenheit, which, which is just about the freezing point, which, you know, it would take energy to do that in a vacuum. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, they, they go away. So, like, Carter's uh, opinion here is that since 
this ball thing has kept itself powered for millennia. That might be interesting to bring back and study because that's that means there's a power source in there that 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 like can be a super battery or whatever. So uh, maybe that's the thing we need in our fight against the ghoul or whatever. Um, and Daniel immediately pipes up and says, "Hey, it's a time capsule." Uh, he, he's only guessing, but uh, he, has, he has no basis for this. He has no <laughs> basis for this guess. It's just like, yeah. that's what I do. Yeah, he saw some dots uh, on the sphere, so he's like, to, to, to his mind, it's like, well, this is some kind of writing by someone, and they, they went like, all right, we're going to die because our planet is turning into a moon, so let's put something in a ball and leave it there for people to find. And I was like, we're people, we found it, Let, let's take it home and study it now. Yeah, absolute um, wild-ass guess that he makes is so mm-hmm. upsetting that, like, everyone is just like, yeah... Well, I guess he does qualify it and say, like, well, I'm not 100% sure, but it is, he just, it's based on nothing. It's so crazy, and I don't know. This really bothers me. I know Daniel constantly makes wild fucking guesses, but this really kills me, because then they're just like, well, guess we should take it with us. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's bold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the the archaeologist... uh, role is to just be like uh, i'm just gonna guess at what it is because that's what yeah. we do anyway that's what we're trained to do when, when in doubt uh rob that grave and take it get, take it home with us i don't i don't see a civilization around that can complain about this um all right and we'll take a little break and be right back uh i while we uh deal with zach's mic uh i will say i like this temple opening i like astronaut where it it's exciting. Uh, it certainly tricks you because we don't believe the episode's going to launch us immediately into a bottle episode. Uh, <laughs> I will also say I like O'Neill's banter in that uh, opening scene. <laughs> he's just he's just leading. He's just he's just being like, he's like, all right, well, yeah. Samantha's like, well, you know, the radiation <laughs> levels. He's like, of course, of course, every naturally, everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like they're they've got they've got sloppy joes at the cafeteria today. I'd really like to get back to that. Uh, we we came here. There's there's no one there's no one interesting to talk to. Uh, there's no there's nobody to shoot. Uh, I uh, can we go home? Uh, um, <laughs> and and then they fall back on the weakest uh, excuse for anything in the show, which is. Uh, do we know what this is? We do not. But maybe it could help us against the gold. <laughs> like, it's such a cop out. Like, yeah. well, maybe it could help <laughs> us. All right, uh, we're back now, past the opening credits, and we're back on Earth, which is where we're going to be for the rest of this episode. Uh, not just on Earth, but in the base specifically. We're not going to leave that base, because this episode titled Message in a Bottle is, in fact, a bottle episode. It's just like we've alluded to it, but uh, that's the expression they use uh, on TV when you make a, an episode in a bottle, as the, as the expression would say, only with the stuff you already have, and nothing com- coming from the outside, just standing sets right cast only and uh the last episode i was on was the one where they um are in that like ice cavern which oh, was yeah. also a bottle episode except at <laughs> least in that one there were well, they had an ice set but yeah right well and also there were half the people were there and then half the people were in the 
in the base. In this one, yeah. we're all in the base. Hooray! Yeah, er- yeah everyone in the base, uh, and we're going to be even stuck there. There's just the one the, the one new character that's introduced this episode is a Lieutenant Simmons, who's standing there in the gate room at the start. Uh, he's got he's a very minor recurring character. We're going to see him again after this one, but he has like a like a, a C plot of this episode concerns him, I guess. It um, is is he my guess was that he's introduced as kind of a way to like this is like what the average Joe who works at Stargate is experiencing. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a okay. little bit. He, he, he's a little bit lower decks, I guess, but he's one of like a few different rotating like control room people. Like he's going to be one of the Walters when Walter's not here, which is most episodes in season two and three. Seasons two and three. Uh, he's one of the guys, and he has like a character flaw that they establish right away, which is that this little boy he is a little bit of a crush on Samantha Carter. <laughs> he thinks la- pretty ladies real pretty let's, let's not um, get crazy here that's not a flaw <laughs> i presume everyone <laughs> i presume everyone in that bunker except for general hammond has a crush on samantha oh yeah maybe. i i genuinely um, thought you were gonna say his character flaw of being allergic to antibiotics yeah. which is oh yeah that's the, there's also that that's a yeah that's a very specific uh thing was that like, they, they... i guess that's a character flaw sort of but sure <laughs> yeah this like the same way daniel's allergies are a character flaw but right. it's a, slightly more uh serious in this case um and like there's so like they they go like Daniel and Sam go to the lab to run some tests on that ball and like the immediately damn go, Dan Daniel goes into like big gossip mode right away cuz uh, Lieutenant Simmons is there like operating the computer while they're looking at it and like Daniel like kind of like stage whispers to Carter like hey this kid has a crush on you girl it's it's kind of cute uh like Simmons like stammers a little bit while he's talking to them (laughs) (laughs) like Carter decides to like kind of play into it because like she says thank you to him in like a a very very slightly sultry tone to like kind of mess with him a little bit and like you you can you can almost see him blush and like (laughs) Daniel says oops like he's a big bitch or whatever (laughs) but (laughs) this This is our low-key reminder that Daniel did come from academics. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is extremely guess who's fucking who in the in the university kind of talk. Um, (laughs) uh, So yeah, I guess they ran an electron microscope on the surface of the sphere and found some uh, contact as alien writing on uh, engraved very finely on its surface that you can't see with the naked eye, which. uh, confirms Daniel's hunch that this thing is uh, a time capsule, some kind of document left behind by some uh, unseen aliens that were that we haven't met, uh, as we're going to know later in this, ep- this episode. The aliens are, in fact, inside that ball because they're like a non-humanoid microorganism. Um, so oh, yeah, that oh, Daniel we, says... We never mentioned this. In that opening scene, they, they decide to take the ball back. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, instead of them just walking with it so they can monitor it and like mm-hmm. look at it, uh, they just plop it mm-hmm. in their little robot and have it uh, bring well, it with yeah. them. Lazy. That's lazy it's, of them. It's heavy. Yeah. They, they, yeah. I mean, they're, they're on, we don't know what the gravity, gravity was like on that planet. It's easy to assume it's like the moon and it wasn't very high or whatever. But they have a little like compartment with a little cage that flips open on, on, the, on the map to stick alien balls into. So that's good. They, they, they did that with it so um, so a spacesuit weighs about 
280 pounds. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. You, <laughs> it, it's really hard to walk around in a spacesuit on Earth gravity. So uh, I, hopefully that planet had low gravity. Not that gra- the level of gravity is ever a thing that is really addressed on a sci-fi show, but, you know. Listen, Kamika, I call malarkey. <laughs> this entire episode happened because they weren't able to see the ball light up right when they were leaving the temple. <laughs> Man, right. you're going to tell me that you're going to not only haul around 280 pounds of, of breathing gear, you're also going to b- occupy both of your hands with a 70-pound <laughs> weight? Wow, that's a, yeah, that's a high estimate for how heavy that thing it is. It looked but, pretty uh, heavy. It looked Yeah, I guess it, if it's solid iron or whatever, that's, that's uh, heavy. That, that's, but, that's fair, because uh, they, were, they were hauling so many other things in that shot. <laughs> Right. Uh, this is this is extreme nitpickings. <laughs> I don't even think if they'd seen the ball light up that that would have changed anything. They would have gone just gone. Oh, hey, neat. Maybe they would have paused or something and gone. Hey, it's lighting up. We should look at it or whatever. Uh, not not like they're gonna figure out what this thing does until it shoots spears at them anyway. Um, anyway, yeah. This they have a, a like a. Long ass, con- not not that long, but it feels long. Conversation about how hey, there's stuff written on there. We should figure it out. And so there's some kind of instructions on it that tells us how to open it, and we're we're gonna read it and and see how it works and learn how to open it because that's what we want. Because there's some kind of log in there or whatever that tells us about these aliens. Uh, and Hammond says, hey, you have. You have until, like, Hammond gives them, like, a, a day or whatever to, like, check it out and says the NID is coming and wants to p- to take it because, you know, it's a power source and they're interested in it. Because, like, remind reminder to everyone that, um, that, uh, the, what they're trying to do is, um, is to uh, get alien weapons to fight the ghoul or whatever. And, like, this is exactly the, the kind of stuff that, uh, they were looking for, I guess, even though they don't know what it is. So uh, NID is coming to take it from them in 24 hour or whatever. So they have until then to to examine it and figure out what it is. Uh, Which is, uh, I don't know, that's weird to me. Like, yeah. All right. So it seems like there there needs to be a div- a division of uh-huh. of forces here, kind of. You know right. what I mean? Like, well, that's what. That's what Hammond tells them is, you know, Teal'c is like, hey, we should maybe figure out what it is before they take it out of this base and over into Nevada or whatever. Yeah. Um, to, to, to study it. And like Hammond says, well, y'all, your job is to go to different planets and you're going to a different planet tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> you, should, you should probably leave this to the other guys uh, and let's just do your job. And like, and Daniel says, yeah, but that planet we're going to has no civilization on it. So I don't need to be there. Uh, uh, yeah, and the, yeah, that's when Hammond says, okay, I'm going to give you 24 hours yeah, to check yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah. And then Daniel tries to double down and go, hey, I want more time. But Carter says, all right, that's, yeah, take what we get, I guess. Um, so they have 24 hours, and Daniel is so interested in that ball that he's going to decide to spend the whole night looking at it instead of resting up for his mission in the morning. Um, so we're back in the lab, and they point cameras at it and stuff. Uh, uh, the, this is like presu- I guess this is already the next morning because like O'Neill's gonna come in in a minute. Um, they they spent the whole night taking scans of the ball and look like Daniel's been staring at the screen for very long and he looks very tired. Um, 
and he says, oh, I, I, I see these, uh, these numbers on, like, these symbols that increase in an uh, exponential pattern on it. So they seem to be uh, numbers uh, that grow very fast or whatever. And this is, I don't know, <laughs> he doesn't, <laughs> they don't know what, what that even means. It's like, it's not <laughs> significant to them in any way. Hey, big numbers. And, like, Daniel at least admits this. He says, hey, I think I figured out this is an exponential sequence, but I have no frame of reference. And he kind of, like, gives Carter a shit-eating grin when he says, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> and then O'Neill comes in with his famous catchphrase, uh, good morning, campers, uh, and says, hey, all right. And he's being, like, a real shit at them. He's like, it is the morning now. Did, you, did y'all sleep well? I slept very well inside of my bed while it was night and I was sleeping so that I would be re- well rested up <laughs> to do our job in the morning, which is to go to a different planet. Uh, <laughs> um, and he says, like, they, they, they have until 1 p.m., which he says they ship out at 1,300 hours. Um, and Daniel tries to get Jack to tell Hammond to give them more time. And Jack is like, no, no, you should just go and sleep the few hours you have left until 1 p.m. so that if we can fucking go do our jobs instead of staring at this ball that is boring the hell out of me. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's, that's all we get for now. But uh, as, as soon as they get up and start to leave the room, Simmons says, hey, 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 my computer is beeping. Uh, whatever the EM emissions coming out of this thing, they just spiked. Uh, so, like, it's producing more energy for all of a sudden for no reason, and it's warming up on the inside. And they go, hey, that's weird. Uh, no one knows what's going on. Uh, it's starting to, to get very warm very fast, exponentially, one might almost say, as Daniel was uh, figuring out those numbers earlier. And then they, they think, all right, uh, what did, what, what, uh, yeah, they say, yeah, it's, 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 it's right, it's, it's spiking real fast. And they go, all right, well, we should dial the target and toss this thing through before it goes, uh, too hot and explodes, presumably, because that seems to be what it's doing right now. Um, so they go, all right. Uh, and then like the, the, the ball kind of pops open vertically and like the, and the, this is <laughs> the, the shot where we see that specifically looks even more than before. Like Samus rolled up in a morph ball, uh, <laughs> with that blue, uh, line going around the middle of it. Um, yeah, but then they go, all right, great. Uh, let's go. Let's, let's take this thing. Uh, the, yeah, this isn't the, the, the time where it sprouts spikes quite yet. Uh, but yeah, they oh, Daniel goes you over to. Away. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, everyone who's watching along. This th- <laughs> this thing is going to have spikes in a second. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, Daniel goes up to the control room and says, "Hey, dial this other planet because we got to throw this thing out because it turns out it's maybe dangerous." Uh, what a surprise! Um, you know, they grab it. They grab it with their hands, and you'd think yep. that they would have just like some big tongs or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. C- considering this thing is apparently warming up real fast. I guess they say the inside is what's warming up and maybe the outside is insulated or whatever. Uh, yeah. And then w- while they're like unscrewing the, the forceps that are holding this thing into this frame thing, it's, it sprouts big spear tips on, on like on four sides of the thing. And like it, like it would have stabbed them right through the hands if they'd had been holding it at that point. Uh, and Teal says, Oh, wait, I don't think this thing is what wants to be thrown away. And like, yeah, Zach, you mentioned earlier that this thing looks like shit. When we see it with the, with the spikes out, uh, it, it really does look like they just hot glued this stuff. Um, uh, all right. 
I mean, one one part of it looks worse than the others. Uh, yeah. Most of the spikes look solid and convincing. The spike that involves uh, O'Neill is limp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so, yeah. You said, so... <laughs> I guess Teal can and uh, and O'Neill pick up each pick up one of the spikes on the side of the thing uh, with like rags, I guess, because Cause it's I don't hot. know to protect their Cause, hands because it's, it's hot uh... or it might stab them or something. Um, and um, uh, and then yeah, they just they just run to the Stargate uh, while while the Stargate is dialing and like they get there and then like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they just wait for the Stargate to turn on, and as soon as it does turn on, the 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 the, the spear tips on, on this thing just like shoot out uh, all the way to the floor and the ceiling, and it starts uh, shooting spears all over the damn place, um, uh, like in 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 all directions, um, and like one of them just straight up stabs O'Neill through the shoulder and pins him to the wall. And looks extremely painful. Like four, yeah, yeah, feet, yeah. four feet off the floor. Yeah. Uh, that's that, uncomfortable. That, that's, <laughs> that's nasty as hell, right? Uh, his whole his whole weight being held up by a wound in the shoulder uh, seems real bad. Um, the, the, the fact that he is not passing out instantly is already like impressive, but he just like uh, tells Tilk to shoot this thing and kill it. So uh, that's what he does. Uh, Walter sh- shuts the Stargate off because I guess they're not going anywhere now. Um, and yeah, uh, now <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, now this thing is like yeah, it's like just it has all these spikes coming out of it and is just. Uh, Real embedded in this room through O'Neill. Um, Tilk has run to the armory to grab his staff weapon, and he's <laughs> do you think he's he coming keep, back? Do you now. think it stays in the armory, or is that yeah, in his yes. room? That's his. Uh, oh, is it his room? Okay, hang on. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's examine that shot. I don't know. <laughs> where, uh, <laughs> where, where is he going? Uh, Let me find it. What are the identifiers of a Tilk room? So we see through the door that he's running out of. There's shelves with like equipment on it. So is I think this okay? is the armory. Okay. Yeah, and presu- presumably he had to. I think that's rude. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, like like I said, that's I, his. You know what I, I mean? mean? It is a weapon. You don't you, you don't keep guns in the <laughs> barracks on a, on the military base, right? Uh, anyway. Like presumably, also he had to ask a quartermaster, "Give me my staff, real quick." <laughs> and he said, "All right, sign this paper, uh, <laughs> sign this checkout form." Um, yeah, so uh, he runs out. He runs back out with this thing. Uh, like everyone goes over and checks uh, and checks on uh, uh, on O'Neill, and like Hammond says, "Get something to support his legs." But we don't actually see that being done. Seems like you should really get like a big tall stool under him or something to sit his ass down on so that just, his just get weight a guy in there real quick under there real quick you know yeah 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 right someone should hold him um fraser is there and he she's like all right uh this man should be dead right now i don't even understand how mu- how come there's not much more blood than there is um and like yeah once again how how come he hasn't passed out uh teal comes back and like o'neill yells at him to shoot the ball which only which teal does but uh all it does is uh it's it kind of like absorbs the energy and you you see like the the glowy energy from the staff kind of like shoot through the 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 prongs of the the spikes coming out of this thing um 
and uh, yeah, that's not that doesn't help. And e- each time, like uh, O'Neill gets one of those things going through him, it seems to hurt him, and then he says, "Do it again," <laughs> and he does that. Uh, and yeah, they go, "Nope, wait, let's not do that. That seems it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not helping." Yeah, no, ineffective, uh, p- potentially bad that it's doing that. Um, they never got right. anything for his for his to to prop him up either. He's still hanging. No. Yeah, he's just going to be there for for the whole episode. I don't think we get a detailed shot of 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 like uh, a stepladder under him or whatever. Uh, <laughs> anyway. And that's where he's going to be for the rest of this episode, almost. Right? Just pinned to the wall. He's just hanging um, out. Yep. So, yeah, the, the rest of this episode is pretty much everyone just talking about what they're going to do about this problem. Um, so we get a scene where Hammond is on the phone with uh, the NID, I guess, and he tells them, hey, uh, fuck you, <laughs> basically. You're not, <laughs> you you're not going to get... You're not gonna get it. Uh, we can't get it to you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's it's literally like embedded into the walls. So even if we wanted to get it out of here and give it to you, uh, we wouldn't be able to. Nor would we want to, because clearly this thing is dangerous. Now we just want to get rid of it. We've um, had some transportation issues. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like the, the like Carter and Daniel are in Hammond's office while well, he tells them. What, what that phone call was about and like daniel says oh so, uh, now now that they know that this thing can is can 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 do some bad shit they they're even more interested in it i guess um uh, Which- and daniel like he's like regretful and wistful is like oh i was so hoping this wouldn't be a weapon this time darn too bad it, just, yet another bad thing that we brought back with us to the stargate um yeah, uh, and then like Hammond makes a, a a real scary phone call to I guess the White House or whatever. Uh, he 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 to to the Pentagon maybe. He says lock up the, the 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 mountain. We have like initiate wildfire, which is a code <laughs> word he uses that means lock this place down. And uh, according to Stargate Wiki, uh, the the. The, the plot of this ge- of this episode is ripped almost wholesale from the Michael Crichton book, The Andromeda Strain. Uh, mm. I haven't read it, but apparently, like wildfire is what they they call their quarantine protocol in that book too. So uh, well, they've got him. They've got him on a ladder. They've got He's right. Okay. Yeah. Good. He's good. sitting good. now. Yeah. He's uh, he's comfy. I, I'm. I will. Uh, I'll add. I think uh, wildfire is a cool code name. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you want you want to contain a wildfire, so it makes sense as a code name for something you want to contain. Um, all right, we're in the gate room. Uh, it, we see Siler is taking like a welding torch to one of the of two specifically the spear prong that is uh, stabbing O'Neill into the wall. <laughs> um, while uh, Fraser is uh, injecting him with presumably painkillers and antibiotics or whatever. Uh, medicine i guess and uh tilk goes over and talks to siler and says hey what's what's the hold up and siler says this is uh what does he give a number or whatever he, he says this is the hardest stuff he's ever seen um so <laughs> yeah uh it's all yeah, we can at least see that it's singed from his torch but it's not uh what? melting very fast what does he say it's like a thousand times uh like our iron 
or steal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that a thousand times. So I'm gonna st- I was trying to find that line, but he says something like that, which, which you know, sounds uh, ludicrous, I guess. But uh, that might what- be somewhere else because right there he just says, "This is the hardest stuff I've ever seen." Basically. Yeah. Yeah, and, and now I'm I'm also wondering what they used to show that uh, to to shoot it on on the scene because he's using the actual welding torch on this thing, and they have to take something that is gonna singe but not melt or burn or whatever. So I'm wondering what I, I guess they probably just used the not too hot of not not an actual flame that would be used to. You can turn you it know. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it was probably just like steel that they used a, a, a low heat flame on so that to not actually actually melt it um all right so uh we have a, a little briefing scene where uh basically daniel and carter are, have are talking to a bunch of uh of people of extras and say, saying hey we need to uh, translate the inscriptions on this sphere because that's that's going to be the key to this thing is figuring out what the sphere is, <laughs> what it does, what it wants. We need to uh, read the. Ins- we need to be able to read the instructions. Right, <laughs> which you know, okay, that's that that's a fair plan, I guess. <laughs> um, they yeah. Uh, uh, they, they they have they have the one like airman who goes like, uh, so obviously this is a weapon and like Carter just slaps him down and says yeah that's an assumption don't forget everything you know we need to like think laterally on this one I guess and uh, so because, <laughs> I guess that's because of the do. nature of syndicated genre TV the moment uh-huh. that guy had a, a a line of dialogue I presumed yeah. he was going to get possessed by the spear. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Like this guy, this guy. I, I don't even know if if it's the same guy that like talks to Carter for a second later in this episode. It's 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 almost weird that they gave lines to like someone who would be an extra and doesn't bring him much to the, to the episode. Um, if if some nobody um, has a line of dialogue, I presume they're becoming possessed. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> that's a fair assumption, but in this case, no. Uh, O'Neill is going to be the only one that gets possessed by this thing. Um, so possessed, goes over. possessed with the desire for union medical care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the worst evil of all. Um, so, uh, yeah, Carter goes over to talk to Fraser and says he, she's given him antibiotics and it's like it's, he's infected and the antibiotics are slowing down the infection. And I guess this is when we like we ha- it hasn't been established until now that uh, the spear has put something in O'Neill and is infecting him. Uh, and the antibiotics are like slowing it down, I guess, because it's, it's bacteria or whatever. It's one of those things where at first I was like, okay, so yeah, of course he's infected. It was like on an alien world, which also gets into the whole thing where I understand kind of, kind of why it's this way. But Mm -hmm. when, when astronauts come back from space, Mm -hmm. they have to, you know, quarantine them like, and, and shit like that. And the, the Stargate just opens up into the room where everyone sits, <laughs> which I know, I know the, the, we've talked about a, that before, but like, yeah, it's the, that's a good point. Like, you, you can't you can't go to Mexico and drink the water there without being sick, but somehow you can go to a different planet and eat the food that the people give you and whatever, and you're not you, you don't expect to bring back some kind right. of like alien cold that is a super plague on Earth or whatever, which is what and they would just actually pick happen. Pick up shit and bring it back. <laughs> Constantly and <laughs> yeah. like, 
So I, I just thought she meant, he, you know, he has an infection because he got stabbed by something. Like uh-huh. That would happen here. And yeah. then she explains, no, it's a super duper super virus. <laughs> and um, not only is it a super alien virus that's intelligent, but also uh-huh. it infected his clothes. <laughs> which yep, yep, I, yep. she does have like a a tech babble explanation, but I rewatched uh-huh. it like three times and I don't think like it. I wish she had given some shitty metaphor, honestly, uh-huh. instead of the tech babble. Cause I don't understand what they're trying to say. Like you said yep. to me on chat that it's mm-hmm. like nano machines, but I don't yep. think she says that. I, does not, she? Not, that not that you mentioned it. I don't even think that's right. Yeah, you're right. It's just, it's a, it's a, some kind of intelligent infection that can also like infect any kind of material living or dead. Like, I guess, you know, the clothes, maybe they're made of cotton, which is formerly living cells. So like, you can kind of like sci-fi out a way that it does that. But this thing is like infecting the concrete in the wall also or whatever. So this is what, right. She says it's, it's like a super version of necrotizing fasciitis, mm-hmm. which is like a flesh eating disease, flesh eating disease. But, yeah. but like, Again, she says it infects his clothes and uh, and the concrete, and later yeah. it infects the computers. And I'm like, okay, it's just I an know ev- this is sci-fi, but what? Yeah, is- it's just an everything-eating disease. And not only can it infect, infect the computers, it can like pipe into the data on the computer and affect the- what gets displayed on the screen of the computer. <laughs> So. We just covered an episode in Power Rangers where, like, someone turns themselves into computer data and uh-huh. transmits through <laughs> the internet. That's uh-huh. fine because it's Power Rangers. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> the, I was like, it infected the c- data. The, it infected the ones and zeros. Okay, yeah. all right, fine, yeah. sure. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I, like, all that stuff, I presume they, like, kind of adapted wholesale from the Andromeda strain at this point, just based on the on the one paragraph on Stargate Wiki that says that a bunch of the plot plot beats are from that. Maybe it's like it, they simplified it for Stargate and, like, the, 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 the A to B like connect the dots thing doesn't quite connect anymore because they skipped a bunch of the explanation that that is necessary for it to connect because you know That's, if you that makes sense like they yeah. pr- uh, it's cr- it's Crichton he yes. wrote up like six pages that explains it enough yep. that you're like fine okay yeah. my, my, yeah. Michael Crichton if you've never read one of his books like basically even in like Jurassic Park he'd put basically a scientific paper in the middle of it to explain what chaos theory and DNA are he would like really research his shit and like show off in his books to to make it seem scientifically plausible uh so presumably in the book the andromeda strain all that stuff is researched and has some kind of explanation behind it uh here it's just yeah alien ball did it it can do that i guess uh, <laughs> I, right i have a i have a very honest question uh-huh was everything that was filmed at uh the home base in the mountain mm-hmm. do we yeah. think they did that in a weekend <laughs> That, sure. It's, it's, it, it's possible. Like, if you have only one location and one set of actors, and you need to shoot like 40 minutes of TV with it, you can probably do that in two days. Like, you have a couple pickups for the other scenes that, like, the, the, the one with where they find the ball, and like, you, you get the white shot of them in the spacesuits to put on the matte painting, and that, that's it. That's your episode, right? Right. Um, 
because it's not you know it's not uh it's not a movie like they're probably shooting a couple takes like per mm-hmm. scene probably right. like yes yeah. um like this they is film like in four rooms <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the, this is a an extreme. Like we've said it, this is an extremely cheap episode. Uh, they, they they clearly are saving up for their big set pieces in the other which, parts of the season. Which is with fine. This. I mean, yeah. when you're making tw- especially like American uh, mm-hmm. season of TV where mm-hmm. it's like twenty episodes, like sometimes you gotta yeah. fill in a couple extra. It happens. Right. I get it. Back back then, yeah, uh, they don't make twenty episode seasons of anything anymore. But that's how that's how it was in the nineties. Um, I missed that. I'm, honestly, I'm watching a show <laughs> yes. that has more than twenty. Whoa! Is it Star Trek? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, is it's, it a it's modern not Star show? Trek. All right. Uh, it is not a modern show. Uh, okay. Every season over the first five seasons of Melrose Place have over thirty episodes. Oh God! Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The 90s. Melrose Place is weird because it's a soap opera that they put in prime time, yes. which I feel like they don't do that much anymore. Uh, it was it was yeah. part of that wave, like it was kind of a follow up to nine hundred two one zero and everything. But uh, yeah, there, it was basically soap operas for teens with prime time budgets. That's the there was the whole pitch of these things, uh, kind of like this is what the CW does now, basically. Uh, yeah, I have rules. Um, yeah, so they they go. <laughs> yeah, this thing is emitting EM radiation, which is I think it is, this is the part that makes me go is nano machines is that they're emitting electromagnetism, I guess. Uh, even though I guess it's it's just alien stuff that could be anything. And they go, hey, if it's emitting radiation, we can detect it with UV. For I I don't I don't know if they've they explain that any more than they do, but they go, hey, uh, yeah, if we. If we just like if, if we we have these big UV lamps in storage that we used when we were I guess uh, planning out the base to check for uh, faults in the concrete because this is an old silo from the Cold War, um, so they still have those. So they whip those out and bring them everywhere and turn off the lights because they figured out that the UV lights is gonna light up everywhere this infection is. Uh, and this is where we're gonna we're gonna see. Oh, it's like it's it's. Like we can literally see see the 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 stuff pulsing from the spheres through the prongs uh, into O'Neill and the wall behind him. There's 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 this big thing of lit up UV uh, paint on the wall behind O'Neill, so to show us that it's spreading from his body to everywhere around him. Everywhere. Yeah, it's it's taking over this whole thing. So it's it's and- real bad. This poor lieutenant, or whatever you said <laughs> earlier, uh, yeah. we'd notice is like, Oop, whoops, you got it somehow yep. worse than O'Neill, which I yep. don't understand. But yeah, okay. his, his his hands are covered in the stuff, and you know this is uh, this is already like the episode thumbnail is is this guy out of context staring at his hands that are glowing blue in UV light. That <laughs> yeah, really, it <laughs> looks like he maybe thought about the. Uh, uh, Captain Carter a little bit too much in his. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I will say as soon as they brought this in as a plot point, I was like, why do you guys have those big giant lamps? Are you running a hotel that uh-huh. you did like really clean good? Uh-huh. Well, you're right. I I guess it wouldn't work for. Well, I don't know for sure, but it makes enough sense that it would work for radiation. That's fine. It's just yeah. yeah it's 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 them. How- so. How did this even occur? Like, did this dope like just like 
well, no one's around the ball. I'll rub it <laughs> off. I'll have my free time with it. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I guess it's just that it's spreading through the base and it's going into people also when they're not looking because it's, it's, it's just it's it's gotten everywhere. It's, it's, it's spreading. So because but they have I'll, because they have zero uh, containment protocols. Well, they 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 did the wildfire protocol, which is to seal what? off. The- <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, I'm sorry. Like to go back to my earlier point, there and to match with Guika's, the only containment protocol they have is if everyone's already <laughs> fucked. Yeah, like their containment <laughs> protocol is well, we're all dead. I guess we should at least save everyone else. Yep. Maybe have one before that, guys. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, <laughs> take 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 some precautions. Like they 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 presumably have better precautions against like someone coming back infected by the by a ghoul after that caught them unaware. Yeah, like, but at least that's twice. it. They don't they don't check for even Star Trek Enterprise uh-huh. with the with the sexed up. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, the gel decontamination anti- chambers. Anti-decontamination yeah. gel. Yeah. Have better protocols yeah. they than just... Fucking eh. have, they don't even fucking have a room where they, like, walk <laughs> no. through and it's, like, steamy or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. nothing. They, 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 they put that up once in, in the season one episode where the planet had oh, a plague. did do that one time. Yeah, but yeah. You, you, I mean, you would presumably leave it up. But no, it's just, come on in. Yeah. Hey, we got chicken fingers in the, in the mess. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah you're right um all right so now yeah they they've 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 realized <laughs> this is probably in everyone now uh fraser is giving everyone uh antibiotics to protect them but then she points out oh uh, lieutenant simmons is allergic to uh tetracycline which is the exact uh stuff she's giving them so he can't ke- he can't keep it so he's gonna get worse uh that's their extra ticking clock in this episode is this other guy we've never seen before might die also uh <laughs> it's like you, you know go on them for not just kidding off this guy but you know that's uh poor poor little boy he he is just it, hammond is just like oh well <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like, not a, like we've never seen him before today so yeah people die it's part of the, the, the job i guess it, um, it's one of those things where it's like yes totally i get that that's i mean yeah military and that's probably how what you would say but mm-hmm. it is it's kind of raw when he's just uh-huh. like yeah yeah he's dead, i guess hammond continues hammond continues to be the most consistent character on this show yeah. every episode i'm like yep that's him yep hammond is always <laughs> the bone, that's that guy <laughs> he he's the guy who's like primary primary uh, motivation is doing his job and doing it by the book. It very much he's, is. He's in his sixties and he wanted to to retire and he doesn't <laughs> want to rock the boat or anything. But he's like, he's like, he's got like a, a, He doesn't have a lot of pushback when people like push him. He goes like, all right, I, I just, I, just, I, I don't want to fight with y'all. I just, I just want I mean, this day to be over. I mean, just uh, think about it. Like you've you've been in. The Air Force, yep, not really doing much. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, what? This is what ninety, whatever. So 98. maybe ninety eight. Yeah. So uh, he's been he's you, been in the Air like, Force for at least thirty something years. You, yeah. You maybe you bomb the shit out of Laos. Yep. Uh, you you know you you saw some people come back from Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, you bombed the hell out of uh, Vietnam for uh, sure. Iraq. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, Desert Storm. Uh, and then it's just like, uh, and then I'm going to retire. And now it's like, oh, hey, we got this alien shit. And you're just like, uh, yeah, fine, fine. I, I will also, I, I, I said it was raw, but in his defense, he's 100% correct. Yeah. Because Frazier's like, I would like to get some more, I would like to send someone out of here to go get more antibiotics. And he's like, no fucking way. Like, if we're all infected with alien super virus, then like, no. And he's, he's right. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks, but he's right. Absolutely, this is what wildfire is. You know, yeah. nothing in, nothing out. Um, You'd think they'd at least be able to get something in. Yeah, like but I mean, I don't it, know. Yeah, some some kind of like so have someone drop something down the elevator. Sh- the elevator well, if shaft they had them. any kind of fucking airlock, <laughs> they could get stuff in, but they don't. That's right. So. <laughs> Good point. Also, uh, also, I I am disappointed that they drop prophylactically and then, but they don't make a joke about it. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like that's because they have Colonel O'Neill pinned to a wall. Yeah, he's not there to do the jokes. Like we're 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 gonna see Teal because the one who has to pick up the slack on the jokes in this episode. And he sure is a comedian. Um, Next scene. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was I? Yeah, so Hammond says, "All right, well, actually, Hammond, like one of the reasons Hammond isn't too bothered is like, is he's like, well, okay, we're in cor- deep quarantine here, but at least we have the Stargate. We can always just like yeet off to a different planet if it comes down to it." And Carter says, "Hey." Uh, that's kind of fucked, though, because where could we even go that would be good for us and, like, that we wouldn't just infect from there? If if the virus is with us, either we go off into, like, the woods and just figure out how to survive there with nothing, or we go to a different inhabited planet and fuck them over. So, uh, that's a bad plan either. Like, we, we kind of just have to stay here, actually, on this base and not isn't, go anywhere. Isn't there a Stargate in, like, the Arctic? There is, no, but they they can't just anymore. gate to yeah. For, first of all, it was taken by the NID. More on that in like a few episodes. Um, but they can't just gate from their Stargate to a different Stargate on the same planet because of the constellations thing. Like the it's it, they can only aim at a different planet that's been established. Um, yeah, so so go to the planet where O'Neill fucked the baby and then jump back <laughs> to the Arctic. <laughs> That is a, uh, that is a yeah. wild mischaracterization I mean, if, of if, an Yes. <laughs> also, that doesn't solve any of their problems, because like the problem isn't that they can't escape the base, it's that they've quarantined themselves inside the base. They right, could just they open the front door. Whoever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they could go they could go to the Nakwada planet. That one's fine. Yeah, whichever one you're talking. Oh yeah, okay. Um <clears throat> Yeah, go go to whatever planet is assholes. Like, yeah, the the one where uh, they were put the slave labor in the mines and fuck them over. Um, uh, yeah, so they 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 say, all right, we're not going anywhere then. And Hammond is <laughs> like, dang, could have gone through the Stargate. Not today, old friend. Um, so we're back in the gate room where Siler is still working at that spear with his uh, blowtorch. He's um, been at that for a while. Oh yeah, it's like you said, it's a thousand times stronger than steel. It takes a really long time. You know, I bet um, that if they put another torch on it, it would go faster. It might, but they, they, they can't get any more torches in because of the wildfire protocol. Um, they only have the one, one for the whole base. base. <laughs> yeah, 
uh, the, 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 the welding torch shipment was held up at customs and whatever. Um, <clears throat> so Tilk is just like comforting O'Neill and like wiping his forehead with a, with a rag, which is kind of sweet. Uh, they just have a, 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 a he's so sweaty. He's yeah, so sweaty. Yeah, because well, he's running a fever because of the because of the infection, and also there's a guy with a welding torch like three meters away from oh, him, yeah, just firing away. And uh, the sphere is raising the ambient temperature. Isn't that a a thing in this? On yeah, top of it that, would be too. yes, yeah, it would be that's true. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, O'Neill tries to tell Tilk that he doesn't have to just stay there, and uh, th- that's when Tilk tells the joke. Everyone, he says, <laughs> "Undomesticated equines could not remove me." Undomesticated equines could not remove me, and like O'Neill starts to correct him, and then stops himself and says, "Wait, did you just make a joke?" Like I guess, I guess Tilk like the spoken Billy speak like on purpose to make him laugh or whatever, because guess because that he's been yeah. holding that one back. Because I guess he learned the wild horses expression at some point on TV, and he's like, "I'm gonna say it weird to make them laugh at some point," and then he Wait. picked this moment to do it. <laughs> when when O'Neill says, uh, wait, was that a joke? Uh, Christopher Judge, uh, I mean, I know it's Teal'c, but I just mm-hmm. love this acting choice. He raises one of his eyebrows, like, not like yeah. a rock eyebrow nah. raise, but like just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. It really yeah. got me. Yeah, yeah. How's he like, huh? Huh? Funny, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, O'Neill says, please don't make me laugh. And Tilk goes, all right, fine. Um, so, oh, it, yeah. It, it's, it's that did sweet. remind me of, like, when I've been, like, really sick. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, like, one time I cracked my ribs. And mm-hmm. uh, it is one of those things where it's like, I appreciate your attempting to lift my spirits. But, oh, God, please <laughs> you, don't make yeah, me laugh. <laughs> literally, like, yeah, the, 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 the part of me that laughs is the one that's hurting right now. Uh, yeah. And then Siler, that big old dummy, he's almost <laughs> completely through that spear. He pauses. For, like, there's only like a millimeter left of, of thickness to that thing. We can see there's a big old gash in it. And he, he stops his torch. Well, he just pulls it away and goes, hey, y'all, check this out. I'm almost done. Look at me while I finish cutting this thing. All right. Sergeant Siler saves the day. Here we go. And then hey, as mom, soon as. Look at what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> like, as soon as he looks back to it to do it the spear just goes shrunk and like he it just extends and like stabs right into O'Neill deeper into the wall behind him so that the part that was almost cut is just completely gone now uh so good job good job Siler you could have saved O'Neill just now but you you just have to show off uh I I realistically I don't see any way that O'Neill gets out of that situation I think that spear uh has its eye on him (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, well it's it's the it's the one like intelligent life form. I, I so I guess what the sphere is actually trying to do at this time is to uh, grow enough to become like sentient and communicate with the people. But it also doesn't like it's not interested in listening to them either. It's just like actually hostile to the people of Earth and <clears throat> it wants to take over the Earth and take all its resources. But it's it still, really it still wants to talk to them, weirdly enough. They, they try to say that actually it just, like, wants to grow, uh-huh. but and that it's not hostile. And I'm uh-huh. like, 
that's an interesting definition of uh-huh. of not hostile. Like, yeah, I, I don't really think that's correct. Yeah, the, the 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 most you could say about it, like we're we're gonna talk to them later and see about them, but is that they're such a different life form that they don't like operate on the axis axes of, of morality that we are familiar with yeah, so they don't like it yeah. doesn't connect to them as a moral act either way so like you can get that the same the same way like covid isn't evil because it's a virus that spreads right. you know um but yeah but but also like once it it like it infects the computers and like starts to interface with the computers and like is going to talk through O'Neill, it's going to learn enough about the way humans think to be reasoned with and at that point it can be convinced that there's a there's a way that they can survive and it, they don't have to kill everyone on earth to do it and when they learn that they're going to go oh okay we're going to do that then which and, is actually kind of an interesting idea it's like yeah. it's like you know it's kind of like um like the cosmic horror thing where it's like this thing is so big that it's not like it's evil it just doesn't it's we're just bugs yeah and it's like the idea of like well if an ant held up a sign to a human that said please don't step on me yeah you would go oh shit Okay. Yeah, I, I, I I might not step on that end, but also like I would probably just go online and go. The most fucked up thing happened, and I think I need to commit myself to a mental hospital now because well, this is yeah, fucking sure. me up now. But yeah. um, you know. But yeah, so it's, it's an interesting idea. <laughs> the, at least the biggest issue yeah. here is ants aren't cute. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I Unlike Richard Dean Anderson, who is adorable. Yeah, I don't go out of my way to protect an ant. I spent. Five minutes helping a caterpillar uh, get out of a walk zone mm-hmm. so that nobody would step on it. Oh yeah, they're so fuzzy. They, they, oh adorable. man! One time, um, a of uh, I was like halfway to work and noticed that a frog had been clinging to my uh, wind windshield, <laughs> and I like had to turn around and go back because not only did I have to save him, but I was like, but if I just drop him off here, he won't know where he is. Oh. So I need to go back. All right. Okay. So, yeah. the, the, the part where you let it go free is nice and everything. I don't think frogs have enough, you know, conscience to know, you know which listen. pond or bit of forest that they live in and not like miss it or whatever i guess salmon remember like the stream they were born in so maybe a frog can do something like that i don't know uh, <laughs> i'm sorry Peta, please don't come after me for what i said about frogs i don't know anything about the way frogs think actually um <laughs> uh, so he gets double stabbed he's extra stabbed yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like the thing is going even deeper, and the the bit the bit of the spear that was red hot and like has a big gash in it also went through his shoulder, so that can't feel good either. Uh, yeah, I will say Richard Dean Anderson gives a pretty like. Oh yeah, for, for the character being so stoic and like I, you know, it's it's funny. I was here when he was hurt in that mm-hmm. like and y- yeah, ice, ice episode and. And that one, he, he, he's not, he's like still cracking jokes mm-hmm. and he's obviously upset and doesn't want to die. But, yeah. but like in this, he is genuinely like, he just says like, oh God, oh, like God help. It's like yeah. pretty affecting. He's yeah. like 
really going through it. It's not <laughs> yeah, good. That's true. It's a it's 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 a pretty nice acting showcase, I guess, for him. Not that we get much much else uh, out of this well, episode, but um, he's borderline delirious from pain. Right. Oh, yeah, and yeah, heat yeah. And yeah. Yeah. He's probably dehydrated. Uh-huh. That's that 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 is out outside of the usual behavior of the character. So it, it is nice that we do get that. Um, all right. So uh, we get we get a bit of Carter and Daniel uh, bent over like a big printout of the the writing they they found on the on the sphere, um, and um, uh, they they're, they're trying to figure out what it, what it means and they say okay so the the exponential uh, sequence means uh, okay now that we have the context of what the sphere does it means like the 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 the, the expansion of a virus through whatever like the, a, a pandemic spread of some of something so that's exponential but that doesn't really help us figure out what to do with this so uh kind of like as at a standstill on the, on that front uh we get a a, a a sweet little scene then when Fraser is comforting uh Lieutenant Simmons who's laying in bed uh delirious with fever also because he's also infected but at least he doesn't have a spear through his shoulder I guess um and he thinks he's about to die and and he he tells <laughs> Fraser like <laughs> He he wants like he wants the last thing he says to be hey, tell tell Captain Carter that I really like her and I, that she's real pretty and I, I like this lady and like oh god that's 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 kind of sad but whatever. Um, and Fraser like does the the good bedside manner thing of saying hey sport when you get better she's gonna come down here and you can talk to her yourself it's gonna be nice and not awkward at all when you you tell this superior officer that you have a crush on her or anything. Um, See if I was. Him, I would have just, I would have just said it to Doctor Fraser anyway, uh-huh. right there. <laughs> it's like, hey, Doctor Fraser, Captain Carter, she's really hot. And she goes, yeah, I know Simmons. Literally, everyone on this base knows you think that. <laughs> Could you please give it a rest already? Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's everyone, um, everyone on the base except for General Hammond, who only loves America. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and his, his grandchildren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm married to my my wife, America, and my other wife, this gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Um, oh, so, okay. Yeah, this guy from like who had one line in the briefing scene earlier. He's like standing over Carter's shoulder and helping her figure out stuff. Like that. That's like. He, he, they just needed someone to say lines in this scene and couldn't figure out like a justification for anyone else oh, to be there. He also has a line later, actually, So mm-hmm. with Daniel. So it's probably just they were like, it's cheaper if we only pay one person to have yeah. more than the number of, of lines that yeah, counts like you that's not correct. as an extra anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah this, this character has a weird like lack of presence for how he's just stuck in this show for whatever um uh, yeah they they go all right so this is the scene where they figured out that uh they keep giving it energy uh uh so yeah the the, the sphere feeds on energy and uses that energy to spread which is like when teal shot that thing that gave it energy and probably the blowtorch that they were trying to cut through it also gave it energy and like probably they're taking some energy from the power grid of the base or whatever and also from o'neill's body and whatever else it's in because it just consumes whatever um and then like the computer starts to glitch out and they go oh all right 
great, awesome. The, the thing is in our computers now. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's screwing it up. And, and Carter goes, all right, uh, keep, she, she tells that guy, keep working on it. I'm going to go report this to whatever. And she goes over to the elevator. This is the dumbest thing she does the entire episode. Yeah. Yes. You, use the stairs. Use the stairs. Yeah. You just, you, you just saw, yeah, you just saw that this organism is infected with a computer and you're going to take the, the, the one means of transportation that is like commanded by a computer. Um, yeah. So the, I, the elevator stops while she's in it. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I'm going to be honest, because they said the that it was infecting the walls, uh-huh. I honestly didn't make the computer connection and uh-huh. was just like, oh, the elevator is now evil <laughs> and will not, not allow her to leave uh-huh. because, because we're at fucking, like, you know haunted haunted walls <laughs> no. level of yeah i mean i mean it yeah, just starts it shooting ectoplasm so uh-huh. it does that yes literally like it starts gooing at her it's so i yeah I, again i right. i i'm i don't i haven't heard that many people be like ooh the andromeda strain it's great so uh-huh. i'm sure that's also kind of stupid but it's, yeah. i do i do feel like not having enough like like explanation or or excuse <laughs> makes this just like so silly it's yeah. it, and it's it's stargate it's like silly and that's fine yeah. I, I, it's one of the reasons i like it but the walls are infected you, you are right that like, when when yeah. goo comes out of the elevator panel it's a big stretch to go well it's, this virus yeah. is, is turning the electronics in there into not into like a gray goo from like yeah the, once again nanomachines i guess that's that's what's right. going on it's it's like if they, yeah if they had said nanomachines which i'm not sure if that concept was like that around well maybe, they, they, they've had an but, episode with nanites like when the okay, one with when Olu got old that was that yeah that would have helped i think but whatever it's fine their goo shoots out of the panel yeah. it's funny uh, yeah it's, it's it's some real pulpy sci-fi like whatever it's uh, ooh, the it's like it's 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 like it's like a resident evil scenario where like there's a the 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 the, the, the base uses a, an organic computer to to regulate itself or whatever and it's it, gotten I, infected it's by the t-virus yeah, Resident Evil the movie actually is very like because the whole base is like yeah. alive. It's yeah. that feeling. Yeah. Yes. Got very similar. What if the um, had Alice? Oh, what if? <laughs> what if? I mean, I would like it more. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think Alice is played by what's her name, uh, the the creepy child actor who was in everything for a little bit. The the, the no, girl who I was in Silent Hill. Girl, uh, yeah. No, it's not her. Yeah, because that that girl is gonna be in Stargate at some point. Uh, but it's anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, now Tilk is using the blowtorch to uh, burn the infection off the walls. This is the best part <laughs> in the whole episode. Uh-huh. Tilk is like, I guess I'll just shoot fire at the wall because <laughs> it because the wall's infected. This will yep. do it. Yep. Like it's. Yeah, it's really funny. Do you think? Uh, so you know they painted they painted UV paint on the walls and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think they'd left it and just never rolled a UV light in there again? I don't know. After they that's were that's a good question. I wonder. <laughs> Maybe. 
Or they just painted gray over it at some point or whatever. They, w- they, they probably had to repaint that set like more than once over the 10 years that oh, shows yeah. run, right? I mean, they, blew, they blew it up a few times. Yeah, exactly. Does UV yeah. paint work the same way that like glow in the dark does where it like loses its like charge after a while? I think no. it might. I don't, I don't think no? so. I don't think so because the it's it's a uh, uh, it's reactive to yeah. the oh, light, so it's always okay. shining. It's always shining like that. We just oh, yeah, can't right. see it. Uh, yeah. The glow the glow in the dark is a is a it's a capacitance kind of. Thing. I mean, if you yeah, if, okay. if you're going into a dark room with the UV light and you're wearing a white shirt, your shirt is going to glow. It's just it's just reflecting UV because of its yeah, properties, okay. right? So it probably yeah. So it would be like that forever unless they cleaned it. So yeah. Probably, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't I I can't like state with confidence that they never use the UV light on the show anymore after that. But I also think probably the set dressers had at least a yearly repaint of the set to make make sure it still looked good as oh, it, yeah. they went along yeah, for but sure. y- you know um, between, yeah between season dress redressing yes. yeah yeah um so yeah uh, carter comes up to the the control room because uh daniel like helped free her from the elevator earlier by using a, a an emergency axe to jam the door open i think we kind of skipped over that but uh she, she's there now and she's she goes hey what's still doing uh, Hammond says well he's burning the walls to stop it from spreading because what else uh, what the fuck else are we gonna do we don't we don't have any clue right. here uh, she goes well stop doing that because that thing big soccer is feeding on energy including fire the purest kind of energy uh i, I like <coughs> how she says it like like he's stupid yeah, like they're it's supposed like, to know. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> like they're supposed to know already. Uh-huh. So it's, it's, it's like you're you're bringing the fresh information. Uh, yeah, 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 you know. So yeah, so the thing is t- taking the energy of the fire and using that to spread. Uh, so yeah, stop that. And like she says, all right, this is gonna sound fucked up, but we need to like cut off the oxygen in this whole base to stop this thing from spreading. Uh, and Hammond rightly points out, hey, uh, we need to breathe also, by the way. Right. She says <laughs> it needs oxygen to, to reproduce. And uh-huh. he just looks at her like, I mean, we also, <laughs> like, we need that. I'm not a scientist like you guys. But, like, I would prefer yeah. to keep breathing if possible. Um, she goes like, "Well, yeah, we'll we'll feather it off. It's it's like it's gonna we're it's not gonna feel good, but we're not gonna die if we like if we're real careful about it. Which you know, when when the the oxygen is low and you still have to figure out this problem, good luck con- concentrating on it. But you know, whatever. Um, anyway, uh, that's it's, the least of their sta- worries now because they're stacking yeah. a fourth condition on top of O'Neill in that room." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He's got. He's gonna have his oxygen cut off on top of everything. Uh, and now, like the base, the, the base computer goes. Hey, by the way, self destruct has been activated. This whole place is gonna <laughs> blow up in three hours now. And they go, "What the fuck?" Did it? Speaking that was of stacking us. conditions. I love that they were like, "Okay, mm-hmm. we've got the world is going to be taken over by a virus. O'Neill mm-hmm. is dying, mm-hmm. but this episode is still boring. So mm-hmm. what else can we do? <laughs> we got to ramp this, it up to make this yep. interesting. Oh, the base is going to explode because <laughs> containment has, uh, mm-hmm. has failed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And it's, it's kind of funny. Cause like Walter and Carter turn, turn over to him and say, Hey, 
What's with the self-destruct? And Hammond says, this is a completely normal self-destruct. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, it's when the wildfire has not been resolved yet. The computer decides that it's, it needs to blow everything up now to protect everything. And... and um, Sorry, I'm you eating know, Mr. Freeze right now. I, um, you know, so they they just they just had a shot of the of the of the entry into the mountain, mm-hmm. and that that so if you are outside on gate duty, mm-hmm. and the wildfire protocol is oh, yeah. enacted, do I think do you they, get to they, they like, go to you the outside? Go I guess. Inside? You, yeah. you get to stay. You 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 missed it. Yep, you, got you just lucky. go home, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just leave. Yep. Uh, uh, so early, early shift early, today. Earlier mm-hmm. in the series, uh, they had their computer mm-hmm. network hacked in like 10 minutes by an old woman from the prison. Uh, from the, the Yep. Yeah. Uh, do we think yep. it's wise yep. to, to hardwire the self-destruct into the computer network, which has been compromised? <laughs> That's a that that's a it's really fine. good point. But like they they need to have their two keyboards with the keys and stuff, and two officers like put in the code. So I don't think they have any choice to have it run by the computers, or they could. I think they they should just have its own system, like that. They had to go into a room to do that instead of doing it from anywhere. I, I guess you're right about that. Um, well, the other thing that they point out in this scene is like. Uh, She's like, well, turn it off. And yep. Hammond's like, well, we can't because remember how it took over our computers because it's also infected all the ones and yep. the zeros? Actually, actually yep. hold on. The ones are fine. It's just got the zeros, but that's still bad enough, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and she says, all right, well, you, you didn't know this at the time, but now that we know this, when, when this base blows up, uh, this, this virus is just going to eat all of that explosion into itself and like just like become a big-ass tumor in the mountains of Colorado and take over the entire Earth from there. So it's going to be even worse than you think, and like it would actually be better <laughs> if we didn't self-destruct now. Well, and Hammond goes, well, fuck, I guess, because uh, we... The, do we... Yeah. So they, they try to turn it off, and they say, yeah, the computer is not responding anymore, so that's not going to work. All right, great. So they have three hours now to figure a solution for everything, or I guess all of Earth is doomed. Dun, dun, dun. Yep, 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 yep. As it is weekly on this show. Um, well, <clears throat> I guess we'll... Because if it explodes... So here's actually a good question. Mm-hmm. Do they address this? Did I miss it? They say, like the computer won't let us turn off the self-destruct, mm-hmm. but won't it die? I mean, no, it, it blows, won't die because... Because it's already infected too much outside. Is that The organism itself just absorbs energy and isn't... It's not destroyed oh, by it. Right. it yeah, okay. so it the doesn't explosion like, will be a bunch of energy for it. Yeah, it, it doesn't need... Like it, it can infect co- concrete and rocks and whatever. Even if the place is reduced to rubble, it's not going to kill the infection because it's yeah, a microorganism. So stupid! I'm yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I know. I know. Right? Um, it's it's like it really feels like like you know when you're playing with a little kid like mm-hmm. make believe and they're like actually your bullets <laughs> just make me more powerful uh-huh. like that that's it it's like the virus is making shit up as it goes along. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, actually, I love rock. Just look at me eat all the rock on this planet. It's fine. I oh, love yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, delicious. <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, uh, we have a, a short little scene where O'Neill is like apologizes to Teal'c, I guess, for because he feels responsible uh, for because yeah, I guess he made the call to bring the ball back to Earth and that fucked them over. And uh, Teal'c is like, ah, it's fine, bro. Uh, we 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 this need to take happens. some risks. You didn't know that this ball wouldn't be a nice, awesome weapon to use against the gold, and I like I wanted to believe it would be too. And it's like it's it's as much on all of us, on all of us as it's, as it's on you. Uh, sometimes you're you're gonna like infect the odd home planet with a pandemic that kills everyone on on the course of this job, and it's yeah, just have to learn to take your licks and live with it, I guess. Uh, Can't with a spear, win them all. Yeah. <laughs> with a spear stabbed through your shoulder into the wall. Um, then we have a, a scene between Carter and Fraser where, like, uh, she, Carter is getting uh, another antibiotics in- injection and he, she's saying, you know, even my plan to cut off the oxygen kind of sucks also because, like, it's, it's affecting us worse than the, than, than the virus. And, like, <laughs> even if we cut off its supply, it's just going to slow it down. So, but once it breaks out of here, it's going to have all, all the oxygen it wants anyway. So, and we're going to be dead before it's dead anyway. So, uh, we need to figure something else out. And, like, and then, like, she goes, all right, I should probably go talk to Simmons now, who's in even worse shape. So she goes over and talks to him. Uh, <laughs> and, like, uh, they talk a little bit. Uh, uh, she she you know tries to be reassuring. Yeah? Is that they didn't put Fraser on an apple box for that. Like, they let, mm-hmm. they let her be shorter. Oh, yeah. In the, in the scene for blocking. Yeah, that's, that's, she's, she's not, She's not Tom Cruise, you know. She 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 doesn't have an ego. That's about a good that. point, though, because it does. Since they use, they tend to make everybody about the same height. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it because they don't here. It makes um, uh, uh, Carter seem like she's super tall yeah. all of a sudden, which yeah, is yeah. pretty funny. Yes. Um. Oh yeah, you're right. She she's like got a good like half a head. Uh, over yeah, Fraser. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she goes to talk to Simmons and he's just like, Yeah, how am I? And she just wants, she reassures him and says, Hey, you'll be okay. You're not going to die or anything. Um, what, what even? He just passes out. All right, this is, that, that's it. Uh, we don't get like a tearful <laughs> farewells or I love you or anything. Um, so yeah, uh, Daniel is once again very sleepy because remember he hasn't even slept last night because he he stayed up all night to study this thing and now there's this crisis. Uh, so he's like he's uh, he's uh, sleepy like Jack Bauer on a bad day. Um, <laughs> and like uh, while he's like barely keeping his eyes open, he sees like a weird geometric shape appear on the on the computer monitor that's next to him and he goes whoa what was that <laughs> and then like he calls uh nameless uh extra who who has three lines in this episode over like in, in kind of a, a a curt way he's like like he just <laughs> says come here and this guy just turns around and says who who are you talking to he says like well i don't care who you are just come here um and he he says like hey check this out the computer does a weird shape, uh, and he like holds up the the, the printout <laughs> next to it, and he says, "Hey, that's the that's the same that's the same symbol that that's that's uh, that we found on this thing." And I says, "Yeah, I know. That means this thing is intelligent and, and wants to communicate with us." Which is, I assume, that's the big leap of logic where he pulls something out of his ass and turns out to be right. But even though man, the- 
Yeah. <laughs> Daniel's, I know that, I don't, I just, Daniel fucking sucks in this episode. Yeah. I, it's like, he, it's kind of his fault they brought it, uh-huh. and then, and then like, I, I guess technically he solves the problem, mm-hmm. but not really. Uh-huh. Like, it, it, the computer magically shows a symbol and he's like, I'm a genius. Uh-huh, yeah. That means it's smart. It's yep. like, okay, I the, guess. The, Daniel, Daniel basically thinks he's in a Star Trek episode and that like, clearly like the solution is we need to talk to this thing and figure out like a, a moral compromise with it through the, the through the power of diplomacy. Uh, right. which- and in this next scene, I mean, then we go to the next scene mm-hmm. And he's like, anyway, actually what we should do is feed the thing that's killing us all <laughs> as much energy as it wants, and that'll for sure work. You should yeah. listen to me. We, we, we need to make it strong enough to talk to us more so that we can like reach reach a, we will reach a tipping point where we can reason with it and convince it to stop infecting us, please. And that's he turns out to be entirely correct, which is the fucked up thing about this insane plan. <laughs> this is the thing that kills me. It is not just this show. Like it uh-huh. happens in a lot of science fiction shows uh-huh. where it's like, oh, you're a genius because you turn out to be right when like that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Uh-huh. So it's it's like, oh, you know, because I'm the one writing the yep. person who said the stupid thing, yep. I can then validate them. And <laughs> so it it's just yeah, it's right. stupid. So it's just a guy who's like on a sleep adult brain, like he, I guess he has technically a Carter is the one who says we should feed it. Daniel just says like, we're, we're, uh, you know, it's trying to talk to us. And then yep. she, she says that. And then Hammond, who is my favorite character this episode, <laughs> as he often is, <laughs> is like, no, what? That's literally the opposite of what you've been telling me for the whole day. <laughs> yep. And he goes, he goes, yeah, okay. All right. Whatever. Like the, you're the brains in this room. Just, just go with whatever you say, I guess. What's, what's the worst that's going to happen? We're going to all die and maybe infect all of the earth at this point. Uh, either way, we're fucked. So I guess go with this new plan gotta, now. Gotta try something. And God, this that- ball. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Zach, would it have helped? I mean, they wouldn't have done this because it would have required shooting in a fifth room. Uh, <laughs> would it have been easier for you as an audience member if we had a shot of Daniel asleep and he suddenly woke up and screamed the answer? Like if it came to him in a, in a dream? In a dream. I, honestly, what they should have done... It, actually, when you say that, what pisses me off is it in a second or in a little bit here, uh, O'Neill is going to like start being a mouthpiece for, mm-hmm. for this thing. It, it sh- O'Neill should have been like, I think that this is trying to talk to us. Like, cause he's got its brain in him basically mm-hmm. already. Yeah. Uh, but, but he's not the smart character, so yeah. it can't come from him. Like, it's, yes, that's what it should have been. Yeah. Like he should have been the one like, uh, like stabbed to the wall saying like, talk to it talk to it talk to it and everyone's like he keeps saying that but he's like delirious and like yeah it should have come from him you're right that's actually or that's actually a good point if if Daniel had been the one stabbed then that's fine then you can have him make that like then you could do it what Jimmy Dean just said and yeah. have him like have that epiphany. Yeah. But it's because he's been infected or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. The way they do it, yeah, it's it's yeah. Yeah. 
But you're right that there there were ways to do this, but they would have all required a, a shooting in another room. So yeah, yeah it was not going to work. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, so it cuts back to a close up of that ball, and God, it really does look like shit. They just like put, I guess, foam. It, it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah, yellow shit like glued the, the spheres to the surface of the sphere. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's it doesn't look good. It looks bad. It's just so funny. It reminds me of like. You know, when we were when I we do teenagers with attitude, uh-huh. Power Rangers podcast, mm-hmm. and like in it got a little better, but early on there was that device that was literally just a nerf blaster that they painted. <laughs> yeah. Like that is what we're talking about here. Yes. It's like they just got a ball uh-huh. and they and they stuck some tubes to it. Yep. And they're like, Look, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um All right. Uh, so they they go over and, and look at it and they they say hey we, yeah we, we, they repeat what we just said basically we need to uh, power it up until it can talk to us uh, and they say hey so Fraser said that the the colonel like there's there's almost no blood from his wound and he should be way more fucked up than he is from this thing like and they go what if this thing is keeping him alive on purpose because it wants to talk to us or whatever and we're just like slowing it down so that it can't do that and we need to like speed it up now um uh yeah they say specifically we have to cut off o'neill's medication and really let the infection take over his old his entire fucking body and hammond says hey that's <laughs> fucked up uh teal is also hey, like hey he's gonna die if we do that um carter says if if he could talk to us right now he'd say do it <laughs> and they go all right i guess yep we're gonna do it um that uh yeah so so <laughs> so not not only so not only do they restore the oxygen on the base they boost it beyond normal and they have a readout that says like oxygen now at 130% so i guess don't don't make a spark in this room now cuz this like if you're worried about self destructing this base it could all just go up like the hindenburg at this point um but yeah uh they they boost the oxygen uh and they 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 talk to only a little bit, and he's passed out. And he he doesn't answer uh, and say, "Hey, you, this might kill you. We're sorry, but that's the last thing we have to try now." Um, so they go, "All right, uh, Teal, shoot that ball now!" And he just shoots it uh, like a few <laughs> times. Uh, once again, uh, I'm glad the, the the elevated oxygen content of the room isn't making uh, any explosions happen right now. Um, like he does it a few times, uh, besides jerking O'Neill a little bit, it doesn't seem to be doing anything. And Sam goes over to check on him and she, she checks his pulse and his heart has stopped beating now. So I guess he's dead. Uh, <laughs> good, good, good play, everyone. But of course, like they, they play up the suspense a little bit and then all of a sudden, <laughs> whoosh, he kind of awakens and starts talking to them. And he says, hello, campers, like creepily. Um, Calling back to that line he said earlier, uh, sorry, good morning campers specifically, because now that's the organism using his words, talking to them through his, his body. Uh, and they, they just have the, the old Star Trek talking to the thing scene <laughs> now, um, where they talk to it and like they say, hey, uh, by, we, so we didn't mean whatever, like, 
grief you have with us. Uh, we didn't know what you were. Uh, we're sorry. If, we're sorry if we did anything you didn't like. Uh, all we're, we're trying to do is protect ourselves and get you back to where we found you. And everything went wrong since then. Uh, and then, like, I know yeah, that you just had a quick slip of the of the tongue there, but mm-hmm. you did say that it said we are we're sorry, <laughs> and I wish that that's actually how it used uh, <laughs> O'Neill to talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the 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 orgasm says yeah, but y'all woke us up and now we're awake uh, and now we're gonna spread because that's what we do and we don't have you know. We don't have any kind of uh, frame of reference for things being this being a bad thing to do because we're so da- darn different from humans. Um, and he gives a little bit of exposition and says, "So our our planet was fucked up, and we knew we were about to die off. So we put our we all put ourselves in that little ball." waiting for someone to find us and take us to their planet then you came along and did that and now we take over your planet and we're just a virus so that's that we don't uh yeah a hundred thousand years specifically so this all happened like long before human life even evolved uh on the planet uh, on earth i mean um yeah, so they say, yeah, we're we're just going to do that now and take over your planet, and uh, that's that's all there is to it. And they, uh, and so what? E- what even do they? Yeah, okay. Uh, they 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 try to get through the, to this thing that hey, it's going to be bad for us, and we don't we don't like it, and it's uh, we can't let you do this to to our planet because we're going to die if you do this. And then like it it it, it kind of indicates that it, they're reaching. Uh, they're reaching it a little bit because it says like well, O'Neill knows. I I understand what you're saying because like because I'm in O'Neill's mind, he he agrees with what you what you're saying. So I kind of get it now. Uh, right. Yeah. I I think they kind of say like it 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 is it's sort of showing like okay we're in O'Neill and I I think it has like some um. Empathy is not the right word, but mm-hmm. it like is seeing things from his viewpoint because yeah. it it's connected to him. Yeah, and so he, you know, they're like, if if you could let us use the computers, we can turn off the explosion and we won't all die. Mm-hmm. And it says, well, O'Neill wants that, mm-hmm. um, but what about us? Mm-hmm. And then that is when Daniel says, like, oh, we could send you to. Like, uh, are this, you are you kidding? Like we have we have planets as far as as, as as like we have so many planets we don't know what to do with them. We wipe we wipe right. our asses with planets around here. Uh, just just let us toss your little ball through the Stargate. There's a million billion uh, Vancouver forest planets out there. We ju- we'll just right. pick one <laughs> where nobody lives, and you can fuck up the trees there. It doesn't matter. And uh, just like live live out your life on a nice planet there. And they go all specifically. Right. They pick one that they say is primordial, so yes. it's like before any life really has evolved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it has all the like, all the the oxygen and nitrogen right. and everything that it wants, basically. Yes. So yeah. Yes, exactly. Like a a planet that would be like Earth was before life started on Earth, basically. Um, <laughs> so they, they they have that which. I, once again, I don't know why there would be a Stargate on there. Maybe someone at some point decided to study right. that planet. It is, I, 
it is one of those things where it's like it's your best option, uh-huh. but it is like presumably you're going like, well, anything that would evolve there. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. sorry. Well, you can't yeah, yeah. do that. Well, yeah. so, <laughs> we're 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 gonna open a can of, uh, of worms about uh, the the whatever the futurism thing that rich people are into is called the thing where they prioritize any future people and like harm reduction on Over, these people or right. whatever, which is yes. a, a, like a bullshit philosophy. The, the video essays on YouTube you could watch about this if you if you want to. Uh, yeah, no, uh, it's it's been morally settled as far as this podcast is concerned that hypothetical right. future people do not count in any moral cal- calculus when you, when you get down right. to it. Um, future anyway. people by a degree of millions, hundreds of millions yes. of years. Yes. No, no, no. Yeah. To be very clear, this is the right call. Yeah. It's just, it is funny. It's just like, sorry, later. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You're not, you, they're not like the, the people who would have been on that planet are never going to be around to revendicate what we took from them anyway. And right, it's going to be right. billions of years in the future where we would have been long dead anyway. So, whatever. Wee! Moral, morally in the clear. Uh, Plato said it was fine. Everyone, we're okay. Um, <laughs> Um, all right. <clears throat> so uh, they they say, hey, we we have this planet, like Daniel says specifically, uh, the P four G eight eight one. He he says this is the planet that SG one was supposed to go check out uh, on that mission that was scrubbed for that day. Uh, so it goes, all right, that sounds nice. Uh, and then like all the lights <laughs> turn off, and it seems like the, the 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 whole system reboots like it did in Jurassic Park. Um, and they, they go like the so the cell destruct is going to happen in two minutes now, but they have like they've regained control of the of the computers. So Walter starts dialing the Stargate. Uh, Hammond and Carter run up to the control room and uh, busy themselves with stopping the cell destruct. Um, but like they, 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 this is all happening at the same time. So while the Stargate is dialing, we see the the spears on on the on the ball retract out of O'Neill. Uh, he gets up. Uh, and he starts like he's he's fully taken over by this organism now. But he he gets up and goes over to where the ball is, picks it up. Uh, <clears throat> I guess like I guess they can't turn off the self destruct yet. They can all, uh, It's weird because like we don't see Hammond and Carter doing anything about it. They just want to. You think keep it the, would be fine? Yeah, you you, you know? would, but they want to keep the suspense up and keep the countdown on the screen uh, to to build the tension. Sorry, I guess. And so yeah. Uh- what, one of the unbelievable aspects of this is that O'Neill would be able to stand. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I well, guess this is all the organism like puppeting, puppeting his body, his body right now. Um, the other thing, I mean, I'm sorry, this is slightly skipping, but he is magically healed at yeah. the end of the episode. Yes. So, yes. Sure. Whatever. Like that big gaping shoulder wound where where his whole body was hanging Which off of it for a while. Which is another reason why I wish they just fucking said nano machines. Yeah. Because then then he that's fine. Yeah. But but yeah. Anyway. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, so he goes over and picks up the ball. All the, all the, all the prongs go, go back into it. And we see like the, the UV light paint on his body kind of retracts and like goes back into the ball. So like the thing is leaving his body and all going back in there, I guess. Uh, he just picks it up and sticks it through the Stargate. Uh, and then like 
puts it through and then like there's 20 seconds left to the self-destruct and they they just stand there for a little bit to keep the suspense up longer uh o'neill passes out right after he puts the thing through stargate (laughs) it shuts off like and only when the stargate is off with like seven seconds on the clock now they turn off the self-destruct for some reason uh it's really cutting it close. <laughs> it's one second. Yep. They, which is I, the corniest number. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, yeah, we made it exactly to one second. Yep, sure. yep, also, yep. just going back really quick. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, O'Neill falling over. Hilarious. Yeah. Really funny shot of yep. him just He's like plonk. dead weight falling backwards. Yep. Yeah. Uh, on that <laughs> rough metal catwalk leading up to the start. Yes. Gate. Ouch. Um uh, and like, yeah, they, they go up and check on him he, and he just sits up and goes, whoa, like, he, like he, it's like he's just waking up from being passed out from from booze or whatever. And he checks his shoulder and there's no hole in it or anything. It just completely healed. Um, so I guess that's it then. We're, we're just gonna uh, just like hand wave all of that away. He was never hurt yeah, or anything. It's all good. It's good um, now. Yeah, and that's it. That's the 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 end. He and like uh, he it, does a little callback to the wild horses thing with teal. Can that's you, it? You mentioned to me that these this is like a complete plot dead dead end. Yeah, like yep. you don't ever hear from this again. Uh-huh. Uh, the him being healed is like them go like it's literally like the writers going like don't worry about <laughs> yeah. it. This will never matter ever again. Reset, t- total reset button. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll have a better episode next week, y'all. Uh, and yeah, that's it for message in the bottle. Uh, yeah, next week is a better episode. It's called Family. Uh, we get back to the plot. We get back to uh, Chulak. We get back to a Teal'c centric episode. It's a good one. Uh, we're going to see all of our favorite Jaffa again, including Braytac. Uh, yes! Always so, Braytac. Yep. So, uh, that's it for, for this episode. Uh, we don't have any questions this week. Uh, I did put up a, a post like three weeks ago when we were supposed to record this, but I don't think anyone's <laughs> responded to it anyway. So it's fine. Um, uh, but look up... Um, when uh, when we record on the weekends, I put up tweets. I put up a tweet on the Twitter, which is at Jaffa Takes, uh, so you can like uh, ask your questions yeah. there. You can. Uh, I will say that uh, I I Twitter's yeah fucking algorithm or whatever. I have like I I swear to God I am always looking for them and I never see oh, them. Yeah, and I'm like up. oh good, it's great. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I good. I post it on the Jaffa Takes account and then I switch over to my main one to retweet it and it's not it's like not showing up on the timeline. I have to look for it. I have to search it. It's great. <sighs> it's awesome. Thank you, Elon, for everything you're doing. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, follow that for a chance at maybe seeing some tweets on your timeline sometimes <laughs> yes. uh, if you're on the following uh, side of things, another For You tab. Uh, you can send us an email to jaffatakespodcast at gmail.com. You can join our uh, channel on the uh, Audio Entropy Discord uh, server uh, where I put the link in the show description if you want to look into it. Um, Zach, Anything you want to tell our listeners, where can they find you? Sure. You can follow me uh, at Chinchi McChilla on Twitter. And you can check out Teenagers with Attitude, uh, where we just put up our episode on once and always the yes. 30th anniversary anniversary Power Rangers uh, special uh, that I think we came off like meaner to than I meant to. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. 
we just wanted it to be better. Yeah. But but you know, it's how it goes. Yeah. It's what I mean, go listen to the episode if that's interesting to you at all. The mm-hmm. long and short of it is it, it turns out if you wait long enough that like half the cast is dead, you're reading special <laughs> one piece interesting. Yeah, the, the, that's a that's a problem. I, I watched it. I wasn't on that episode of the podcast, but yeah, I pretty much agree with it. Like I enjoyed parts of it. I, I enjoyed the parts that were ridiculous and like the parts that were kind of intentionally trying to be wink wink nudge nudge I felt were less successful and like if you if you don't watch it imagine that they did a a reunion for Stargate Mm -hmm. uh, but they they made sure that all the main characters were technically part of the plot but just used (laughs) old footage for half of them and they were like that's our reunion special it's it's weird yeah (laughs) all right Um, Kavika where can people find you uh, you can find me on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, under Dick Agency. Great. Uh, that's that's it. That's that's the only place you can find me. All right, uh, <laughs> Jimmy Dean, <laughs> give a, give us your TV show two minutes. Uh, yeah, because you won't find me on Twitter. Uh, I'll never share that. <laughs> um, so uh, I finished the second season of Beverly Hills 90210. So I jumped over to mm. Melrose Place, and now my buddy and All I right. are going to like zigzag between them in the way that people kind of do like Buffy and Angel, but not as committed. Oh, all right. Uh, so I'm, okay. currently, I'm currently watching the first season of Melrose Place. All right, great. In, in addition <laughs> do, do those... to... Oh, you were saying? I, I was asking if those two share a continuity. I'm not actually sure. They do, yes. Okay, all right. They do, and the crossovers... <laughs> so fucking weird because the ca- the cast ages are way too far apart for oh, yeah. it to make sense that they hang out at all. Nice. It's so uh, weird. Yeah, they they tease the connection like in the season finale of Bever- or Beverly Hills 90210, uh Kelly is mm-hmm. dating one of the guys from Melrose Place. He's let's just be kind and say 25. She is 17. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's bad oh yeah that's that's awful great thank you 90s tv for that um and then as mentioned uh, you can find sorry as mentioned prior to uh us uh, recording uh i've started the original mm-hmm. star trek yes star trek is nice. great same same yeah it's always good to get back to it when there's a lull like the, the i guess the new season of strange new worlds is about to start we've had we've, it's about to drop yeah we've had like a, a month of not not no track time between picard and strange new worlds which hasn't happened for a while it's it's been they've really been pumping these out lately uh but like yeah i thought i thought picard season three was fine uh, uh Kavika, edging to good Kavika, uh, my my favorite observation <laughs> regarding original series Star Trek is that in a room brightly lit, somehow whenever a cast member has a stern moment, somehow the light is only yes. hitting their yes. eyes in a straight like beam. Yes. Oh, the old school, the old school eye highlight. Yes. Is Morticia, Morticia Adams. Beautiful. Yes. Shit. Yes. yes. It's yeah. great. Yeah. I love it. Uh, old Star Trek is good. I'm gonna. Yeah. I've mentioned it also that uh, a long term plan of mine is to also do a star a star trek rewatch uh after i'm done with stargate and then i also want to do a lost one but after all that i would like to go back and rewatch star trek it's been a long time um all right you can find my personal twitter at the real the, Sinban also the co- the commonwealth will have like two 
a, a, an entirely new royal at that point. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. If, if if the king hangs in there, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe, like, the, 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 the big question is, is he going to make it onto our coins before he bites it? That's the race against the clock now. Uh, we, we'll see. <laughs> All right. God save the king, everyone. Uncree. <laughs> <laughs>